Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh Outweigh everything that I'm made of Won't spend my life trying to change I'm learning to love who I am I get strong, I feel free I know every part of me is beautiful And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, Outweigh. Amy here with my co-host, Leanne Ellington. Hello, hello. We are continuing our mini-series on two things can be true at the same time. This is part six of that. There will be eight in total. So you can go back and listen to the previous five, but... Today's two things can be true at the same time is your life can be amazing. You can be living in gratitude, experiencing joy, and you can also be going through some sort of a mental, emotional, or spiritual breakdown, existential crisis, whatever. I've definitely experienced all of that (laughs) at the same time. So it can be true. And I think that when it comes to Outweigh and listening to this podcast, like if you're coming here for like you're feeling lost in the weeds of your eating disorder or you have a loved one that is, or you you don't really know where to go next, this is a dose of encouragement for you. Lana and I have both come out of eating disorders. We're both in recovery. So we both are our hope, but I know it can be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah y'all did it. Yay. Mm-hmm. Good for you. But this mini series is also just to give you little bits of insight into like, you may be feeling one way, but also it's okay to allow yourself to feel the other way. And the beautiful part about healing when you do get into recovery is you feel more. Yeah. Because for me, my eating disorder was very numbing. I numbed, I numbed, I numbed, I pushed down, I pushed down. But at the same time, I knew I was feeling so much, but I couldn't really figure it all out. And the beautiful part is as you work your way through towards recovery, you take the next right step. And sometimes it might be a few steps backwards, but that's okay. There's still steps and you have the opportunity to step forward. And so Leanne and I, what we hope from this series is that 
you know, once you start feeling all the feels, and maybe you are in that place, that you'll give yourself permission to recognize all these beautiful things about you. And some may seem like, well, how is this happening if this is happening? And Leanne's the brain expert that's giving us permission to say, well, this is why your your brain might be doing that. And it's totally normal. Yeah. And I think you said a, da- a weekly dose of encouragement. I also want to stack on reality because it's not always pretty. It doesn't always have a nice bow wrapped around it. It is definitely not linear. And I think sometimes we might, at least for me and the, the women I work with, we we put t- try on this story of like, am I doing it wrong if I'm also experiencing this? And we try to put ourselves in a box of what's air quotes normal and just giving ourselves permission to just let whatever we're experiencing be whatever we're experiencing without having to put a label on it. And so, I mean, even a few months ago now, um, I remember we were meeting at Radnor and I was like, hey, by the way, here's who's going to show up at Radnor. I'm like, I things are great. You know, life is good, all the things. And I'm in the midst of some like spiritual existential awakening breakdown to breakthrough, right? And that's who I am. And, and, and I remember you're like, thank you so much for just being real, you know, and giving y'all y'all, I'm definitely a Tennessean now, giving yourselves permission to just keep it real. And it doesn't have to look a certain way. So I know if somebody had told me in the midst of all of my stuff that, hey, some days you're going to feel like you're breaking down. And some days you're going to feel like you're, you know, air quotes messed up, whatever. And that's actually okay and normal. That would have given me a lot of relief just knowing that, you know, but I also know that Anytime I've had some sort of air quote setback, it's always setting me up for something. But this is where I really want to talk about the power of choice because we can choose to look at the lows and when we're feeling all the feels and all of that as something that's happening to us or, you know, kind of that victim story. And when I say victim story, it's not always this very obvious woe is me kind of story. And even if that is your version of the victim mode, no shame about it. I've had my version. I, I know when my victim story shows up and I see her and I'm like, okay, there she is, right? So there's no shame about it. It's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is. But we really want to be aware of it because it's really important to feel the feels and feel the suck. You know, when something sucks, feel the suck, but not to sit in it, not to become a victim to it. So when I talk about this idea of a victim story, the woe is me and kind of feeling sorry for ourselves, that's a little bit more obvious. But sometimes it's this sneaky, insidious victim story that comes in that's like, this is who you're always going to be. This is just what you do. Might as well not not even try to change it. You know, I that's- remember feeling that like whenever it, it, like a binge would be happening or I would go a few days and it wouldn't or weeks and then it would happen. And I'd be like, well, I guess this is just how life is. This right. is my life and nobody else is experiencing this because that's before anybody was really talking about that. Yep. <laughs> like I didn't even know years and years ago, I had to Google, like, I didn't know binge eating was a thing. Like I just, I I thought I was literally the only person in the world that couldn't control myself for 20 minutes at a time. And I would zombie out. Yeah. But I, I remember thinking this is just how it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wouldn't have even known at the time that that was like a sneaky victim story. Cause what it does, I call it a game over plot line in in our narrative, in our brain game over, meaning like I might as well not even try to shift it. Cause if this is how it is like game over, this is, this is, I just have to accept it versus like, no, this is just what I've practiced. And this is what has been, but I have the power to take ownership of it and shift it. But notice I didn't say like, you know, just toughen up and suck, suck it up and skip right through it. It's like, no, feel the feels, feel the suck, but don't sit in it. Don't become a victim to it. But also 
after you feel the suck, ask what meaning can I give it that can actually empower me? Like not why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? And I used to hear that and think it sounded cheesy, to be honest. A lot of a lot of this stuff, you know, first of all, if you have that inner skeptic or that inner, you know, you're cynical about it, me too. I was too. And that's why the brain stuff really helped me you know, I call it science with a splash of woo woo, you know, like it's like all the the stuff that I used to call kind of touchy feely emotional stuff, the stuff that I actually like believe in wholeheartedly now that used to feel very foreign to me. I was very like, okay, give me a plan. Let's logic and reason our way through it. And I was very hardened. My heart was har- very hardened. Um, and I, ha- I had to be tough and I had to, you know, show everybody I was okay and show people I was smart and successful and all these things. But again, that in itself is, is its own coping mechanism. But that being said, if you're going through any type of anything, right, I do invite you to look for what is the breakthrough on the other side of it. We get so kind of focused on the suck. We get focused on the problem. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is nothing passes until it teaches you what you need to learn. And it's true. Like if you're, and we're going to talk about this actually in another two things can be true episode coming up about, you know, the difference between regressing and moving backwards and all of that. But part of it too, is like, you might not be experiencing something from the same altitude that you had the last time, or you might have new altitude, right? But if you are looking for it to be the reason why you're never going to solve it or never heal it, you're going to sink deeper and deeper. And when I say your spirit, you know, a lot of this is in our heart, it's in our soul, it's in our spirit. And that's when the physical stuff comes in and totally separates us from it, right? We numb out, we disconnect, we uh, really just shove everything down. And that's why, again, I'm inviting you, like, what if some of this conversation that we might think is like a food and body thing, what if it was like a heart, soul, spirit, and brain conversation too? And that when you're going through some sort of like again, you can have, everything can be roses and butterflies in one area of your life, but you can also coincidingly be going through some sort of spiritual awakening, breakdown to breakthrough, existential crisis, whatever it is. And what I'm inviting you into is like, what if you don't give it that meaning that it's bad or wrong, or you're doing something air quotes wrong. And that that was just part of it. And two things can be true at the same time. And it doesn't have to mean anything other than that. Dig a little deeper into breakdown to breakthrough. So you know, when we're in the midst of something, breakdown for me can can look in many ways, right? It might be I'm in a I'm in a spiral of shame and self-condemnation and stress, right? Breakdown could be, you know, I've hit the end of my road and I feel like giving up and that hopelessness kinds of kind of creeps in. Breakdown can be like I feel so alone, I feel so isolated, I feel messed up, unworthy, broken, all the things, you know, and I could tell you a lot of the former storylines of my breakdowns. But a breakdown right now <laughs> might be, you know what? So many things are piling up in my life right now and I feel like I've reached my limit and I just feel like I need to cry and I need to maybe for a moment even be mopey, pouty, victimy for just a minute in a very kind of strategic way because again, you don't want to shove it down. Like let it out. Give yourself permission to be irrational, erratic, you know, victimy, whatever. But again, we don't want to sit in it, but it's really important to feel the suck. But any type of breakdown, so- you know, for me, honestly, my what I would call most recently my versions of breakdowns are when when I give myself permission to not be okay in that moment and let myself cry. Or I, I, I'm more of a, a crier than a screamer, but whatever it is for you. I'm both. Okay. I'm both. And 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 there is a chemical release that's happening totally. when and so if if you are someone that suppresses, I would encourage you to figure out if you're a crier or a screamer or both because there is some sort of release that feels so good 
And in those breakdown moments with, you know, I just love that you said breakdown to breakthrough because I feel like in the breakdown, after we've not suppressed and felt the things and whatever, we li- it's almost as though you're now at a fork in the road. And which way are you going to go? Are we going to continue with the breakdown or are we going to look for the breakthrough? Absolutely. And work for the breakthrough. Yeah. And like sometimes you got to tear down walls to put up new ones, you know, and it's not always pretty. And so the breakdowns, and again, you can replace it with whatever word resonates with you. If you're listening to this and you're like, sometimes I shut down. Sometimes I just want to escape. Like whatever it is and you're feeling all the feels, whatever you might have tendencies to make wrong or give meaning that you're doing something wrong or regressing or I should be stronger than this or I should know better is a big one for my clients, right? So whatever it is, like look at, like find the gold in that. Find the beauty in it. You know, one of, uh, something I I found online, I sent to one of my clients because she was experiencing something, actual circumstances in her life, you know, that were hard. She came to me and she's like, okay, Leanne, I'm noticing my victim voice come up. And so I was just coaching her through it, but I found something online and it just says replacing why is this happening to me with what is this trying to teach me is a game changer. Things happen for us to learn and grow from. When we realize this, our perspective shifts from disempowered to empowered. And I think that's really, if we were to simplify this, like the breakdown to breakthrough, it's a perspective shift. Don't skip over the suck, like get, feel the feels, but then it's like, okay, what is now possible for me? What can I create from this? What do I need to learn? God, for me, I say, God, what are you trying to teach me here? What have I not yet experienced, mastered, learned, have the insight and awareness, right? Where am I trying to fix something outside of me when something inside of me feels like it needs some love and attention and care? But that's where I come back to full circle. It's the power of choice. You have to choose to take radical ownership of your journey, of your story, of your ability to influence all the things that you can influence. And then of course, release the things that you really can't control, but that's a choice. And shifting your perspective is a choice. And having awareness, sitting here, listening to this podcast, bettering yourself where we're not always talking about roses and butterflies is a choice. But you're obviously listening to this because you're somebody who wants to take radical ownership of your life. So the breakdown to breakthrough, the breakthrough is a choice in my opinion. Well, and since we mentioned experiencing joy as one of the things that is on the opposite of experiencing the pain and two things can happen at the same time, like you could be experiencing the loss of someone in your life, but also get some really exciting news and then feel guilty about celebrating it because you should be grieving, but you, it it all can sort of happen at the same time. But I, I was trying to search up for this Ted talk that I watched and now I can't remember what it was called, but I talked about it on four things because what what was the key word? Mm. And it makes me think of Donald Miller giving mm. us what does this make possible yes. in any situation that you face? But she had done this whole study of people that were, you know, truly content in life and had joy. And there was people that, you know, said they did, but then it didn't line up when they were, you know, they asked all these questions. They had to fill everything out. And she said that the of people, now I'm paraphrasing and making stuff up just to give you a picture of sort of what it was, is like 90% of people would have said, oh yeah, I'm this way. But she said, really, it's only like five or 10% of people that really are. And in the five to 10% of people that we found truly experienced that joy, any adversity they face in life, they have that question, what? Yes. What does this make possible for me? What can I do with this now? Not not why. Exactly yes. what you just said. And I want to find that TED Talk, dang it. But it it was, you know, someone got diagnosed with cancer. And instead of being like, why is this happening to me? She said, 
what is important in life to me? And she made a list of what's important so that she could focus on that. A guy was having a really difficult time with his boss at work. And instead of saying, why does she treat me this way? Or why is our relationship so strained? He said, what can I do to show her I am valuable? Yeah. And so the what it's is, huge. is huge. So yeah. I just was going to go off on that for a second. Yeah. And don't quote me on any of that, but it is, that is the gist of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll even stack on that. Asking yourself why, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, but it's not going to make a difference. So the big ones are, why is this happening? Why am I like that? Why do I do that? Why can't I stop that? The why questions, again, it's not that they don't matter, but they're not going to make a difference in how you show up from here on out. But those what questions, as you were just saying, Amy, those can actually shift the trajectory and move you into solution thinking. Because why questions, not all the time, but are tend, are going to tend to be more focused on the problem versus what we really want is a way out of the problem and solution. So those what questions are going to bring you more solution focused versus those why questions tend to, tend to take you down the rabbit hole of the problem. Well, there you go. <laughs> that is part six of two things can be true at the same time. And Leanne and I both hope that you have the day that you need to have. And if you need to cry, cry. Yes. If you need to scream, scream. Yeah. You need to hit I, some things at one of those places. I Googled you? the on YouTube. I just looked up a lion's roar because I remember doing that in yoga and it feeling really good. So I found someone leading the process of that on YouTube. And yeah. I, I sat down and I did it the other day and it felt so good. So look up the lion roar. 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 It's very... <laughs> empowering. I don't yeah. know. It's very therapeutic. Very. So Leanne, where can people find you? Stresslesseating.com. If you want to hear more about the whole process of rewiring your brain when it comes to food, your body, your self-image, your body image, and Leanne Ellington over on Instagram. And I am at Radio Amy on socials and RadioAmy.com. We'll see you next Saturday for part seven. Bye. Bye. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.